Hi, everyone. It is Tuesday, June 13th, and you're listening to the Mo News Podcast. I'm Jill Wagner. This is the place where we bring you just the facts. We read all of the news and read between the lines so you don't have to. Moshe is traveling today. He'll be back tomorrow. So this will be a solo mission with the exception of a very special guest at the end of this podcast. Hope everybody is doing well on this Tuesday. Maybe you're on your first cup of coffee or second or third or heading into work, walking the dog. Either way, I will keep this short and sweet. Thanks for sticking with me. Here are the headlines. What to expect at Donald Trump's arraignment today in Miami. A warning about some seafood this summer. The latest on that I-95 bridge collapse and why it could disrupt travel for quite a while. Overseas, Ukraine's counteroffensive has started and officials say they've already recaptured four villages that were under Russian control. J.P. Morgan reached a settlement over Jeffrey Epstein, how much the bank will be giving to some of his victims. Some good news for anybody with nut allergies. Israeli researchers say they may have found something that could help. And in entertainment news, Wheel of Fortune will soon have a new host. Pat Sajak is retiring. And from Barbie to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it is the summer of nostalgia. All right, to our top story now, and let's quickly walk through what we can expect out of today's arraignment of Donald Trump in Miami. He is expected to surrender for his first appearance on charges that he illegally retains national security documents after leaving office in 2021 and then obstructed efforts by the government to get them back and also made false statements. Trump himself has said that the hearing will be at 3 p.m. today. Security is definitely going to be tight. If you live in the area, expect that some roads nearby could be closed. Now, cameras are not usually allowed in federal court, but a coalition of media groups is asking a federal court for photo and video access to this historic indictment. No word on whether that request has been granted. According to the New York Times, criminal defendants who are taken into custody before an initial court appearance are often handcuffed, fingerprinted, and photographed for a mugshot. However, in April, during Trump's New York indictment, officials only took Trump's fingerprints and they did not handcuff or photograph him. So we'll see what happens in Miami. As for the court hearing, Trump will hear the charges. It is not clear if he'll be entering a plea, likely not guilty, or if he'll have to come back for another hearing to do that. He will be released afterward, and Trump is then expected to fly to New Jersey. He is scheduled to deliver remarks at 8.15 p.m. from his Bedminster Golf Club. He has a birthday fundraiser scheduled. His birthday is Wednesday, June 14th the same day as yours truly. Um, As Moshe and I discussed, Trump's case has been assigned to U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon. She is a Trump appointee who has repeatedly ruled in his favor in a related case. So how big of a deal is this? I heard one legal analyst compare it to an umpire at a baseball game. It can make a difference in the outcome, but usually the best team wins. Usually. So some of the things that she can have a lot of influence over, she can guide how quickly this case goes to trial. We know Trump in previous cases has tried to delay and delay, and that will especially be relevant this time around because, of course, we're in the middle of a campaign. She's also going to oversee jury selection, and she'll decide what evidence can be presented to the jury. It's not clear, though, if she is going to be the judge overseeing today's court appearance. Officials in Miami are expecting protests both for and against the former president, 
During his arraignment in New York over charges related to hush money payments made to Stormy Daniels, there were fewer people than expected that came out and everything stayed pretty peaceful. Trump, we should note, though, has asked for his supporters to show up for him in Miami. We'll have plenty more on the arraignment tomorrow on this podcast. And you can also follow all of the developments on the Mosh Instagram account at Mosh, M-O-S-H-E-H. All right, now on to an important story this summer. A Missouri man's death has been linked to eating oysters. And the CDC says that it could unfortunately become more common thanks to climate change. So this 54-year-old man died on Thursday after contracting a flesh-eating bacteria from eating raw oysters that he had bought at a St. Louis seafood stand. The bacteria is called vibriosis. It's most often found in oysters, but illnesses from the bacteria have also been tied to crawfish, crab meat, and other shellfish like clams, mussels, and scallops. It's typically contracted by consuming raw or undercooked oysters or other shellfish. It can be carried by shellfish in warm coastal waters. About 80% of infections usually occur between May and October, when the water is at its warmest. Infections are rare, but symptoms can be serious. Watch out for chills, fever, stomach pain, and vomiting. The bacteria itself isn't contagious. It can't be transferred from one person to another, but it can infect open wounds exposed to contaminated water. Symptoms usually start in about 12 to 72 hours, but in rare cases, it could take up to a week for symptoms to appear. Mild cases typically subside after about three days. Severe illness and death are rare. But if you have a weakened immune system, the CDC says to proceed with caution. So I mentioned that climate change is making this worse. And officials say that is because the bacteria thrives best in warm, salty water, which is why we typically see a rise in cases in the summer. But as climate change causes the water temperatures to rise year round, the amount of this bacteria also increases. And climate change is increasing where the bacteria lives geographically, so it's now spreading into parts of the world that had never seen it before. A study found in March found that climate change could cause vibriosis infections to double in the next 20 years as warmer sea temperatures enable the flesh-eating bacteria to spread further and further north. Scientists predicted that this bacteria could be present in every state on the East Coast by 2040. All right, if you're listening to this, Do not panic. The CDC has plenty of recommendations to reduce your risk. They say, and you probably don't want to hear this, don't eat raw or undercooked oysters or other shellfish. Cook them before you eat them. Wash your hands with soap and water after handling raw shellfish. And stay out of salt water and avoid contact with raw seafood if you have any wounds, including from a recent surgery, piercing, or tattoo. But again, even with the increase, it is still very, very rare. All right, we've got plenty more news, but now time to tell you about some exclusive offers for Mo News listeners and thank a couple of our sponsors. First up is Bowl and Branch. We are so happy to be partnering again with a brand that helps you get an amazing night's sleep, Bowl and Branch. They've got a great sale for Mo News listeners. My husband and I have a pair of these sheets, and we can certainly attest to the fact that they do get softer with every wash. They are made with 100% traceable organic cotton. They're also made without toxins, free from things like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde, and other harsh chemicals. They've already been bought by millions of people. And another interesting fact, four U.S. presidents have used bowl and branch sheets. But let's get to the deal here. You can get 15% off your first order when you use the promo code MONEWS at bowlandbranch.com. That is Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. And the promo code is MONEWS. 
Now to Athletic Greens, we are always talking about healthy trends and food trends and how hard it is to get all of your nutrients. Well, one way to get all of the important nutrients is Athletic Greens AG1 powder. It is just one scoop with a glass of water in the morning. It is easy, quick, and lets you get on with your day knowing that you've gotten over 75 important ingredients, including tons of vitamins and minerals. It also has pre and probiotics to support digestion and gut health. With your first purchase of AG1, Athletic Greens is giving Mo News listeners a free one-year supply of their vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1. Just visit athleticgreens.com slash monews to take advantage of this offer. You can get a discounted monthly subscription or try it one time for just a month. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash monews, M-O-N-E-W-S for this special deal and really start to take ownership of your health. Time now for the speed read from the Philadelphia Inquirer and also from NBC News. A bit more information today on that I-95 bridge that collapsed on Sunday in Northeast Philadelphia. Rescue crews pulled a body from the wreckage on Monday. The discovery came as crews prepared to dismantle part of the southbound lanes after a tanker blast Sunday caused a section of the highway to collapse. Police have not identified the victim. They wouldn't say if it was the driver. Meanwhile, the bridge will have to be demolished. The collapse site has been declared a disaster, and officials say it will likely take months to repair the section of the road that collapsed. 160,000 vehicles use this road every single day, and this comes, of course, at the beginning of the summer travel season. The state secretary of transportation said that the tractor-trailer driver was trying to navigate a curve and just lost control of the vehicle, which landed on its side, rupturing the tank and igniting. There were 8,500 gallons of gas in that truck. He said the bridge was 10 to 12 years old and was structurally sound before the accident. But these roads are not designed to withstand fire. Few bridges are. All right, let's head overseas from the Independent. Ukraine said on Monday that its troops had recaptured a fourth village from Russian forces in a cluster of settlements in the southeastern part of the country a day after reporting the first small gains of its long-anticipated counteroffensive. Ukraine's deputy defense minister posted a photo showing soldiers hoisting the Ukrainian flag at what she said was the village of Storoziv. Kiev also said Sunday that its forces had liberated three other villages. Russia's defense minister, meanwhile, saying on Monday that it had repelled attempted offenses by Ukrainian forces and had hit targets with sea-launched high-precision missile strikes. Meanwhile, Russian President Vladimir Putin marked Russia's National Day on Monday by appealing to Russians' patriotic pride at what he said was a difficult time for the country. From CNBC, J.P. Morgan Chase is prepared to pay a $290 million settlement with victims of the late sexual predator Jeffrey Epstein. The settlement does not include an admission of liability by the bank. The announcement came just hours before a judge ruled that the case could proceed as a class action lawsuit. J.P. Morgan had tried to argue that there weren't enough victims. The settlement announcement also comes one month after Deutsche Bank, where Epstein became a client after he was forced out by J.P. Morgan in 2013, settled with Epstein victims for $75 million. Monday's settlement stems from claims filed last year by an unnamed woman using the pseudonym Jane Doe that the bank knowingly benefited from and facilitated Epstein's sex trafficking operation. The woman alleges that she was raped and trafficked, and she sued the bank on behalf of a large number of other victims of that operation. J.P. Morgan saying in a statement, quote, any association with him was a mistake and we regret it. 
We never would have continued to do business with him, referring to Epstein, if we believed that he was using our bank in any way to help commit heinous crimes. The pool of alleged victims in the case likely exceeds that 40-person threshold for class certification, according to the judge, who rebuffed J.P. Morgan's calculation of 32 people with viable claims. Okay, a story near and dear to my heart. An Israeli study could help people who suffer from peanut allergies. Israeli researchers have found that unripe peanuts at a certain level of development could help children overcome peanut allergies when flour from these peanuts is used to make cookies or pancakes and then fed to children with allergies. They can slowly build up a tolerance to peanuts themselves. The study found that after 40 weeks of eating two small cookies made from the flour every day, children who previously had peanut allergies could tolerate a small bag of Bamba snacks, which contain peanuts. Six months later, they were able to eat 100 pieces of Bamba, demonstrating a remarkable turnaround. Researchers believe that they could replicate these same results for people who have allergies to certain tree nuts. And the reason that I say this is near and dear to my heart is because, as I've talked about on this podcast before, my daughter had tons of food allergies, including peanut, and we just finished a treatment program for her. And she can now free eat, as we call it. In the allergy community, we tend not to use the word cured. But I interviewed Amy Rose, who created the program that my daughter did for a special edition of the Mo News podcast. It should be out within the next couple of weeks. So please look for that. All right, now into some entertainment news from Variety. Pat Sajak about to take his final spin. The longtime Wheel of Fortune host who has been at the helm of the game show institution since 1981 will step away from the production after the end of his upcoming 41st season. Sajak made that announcement on Monday afternoon. He said it's been a wonderful ride and that he'll have a lot more to say in the coming months. Now, while Sajak will no longer be the face of Wheel of Fortune, he will continue a partnership with the program as a consultant. No word, though, on who is going to be the new host. His daughter, Maggie Sajak, had filled in for Vanna White recently when White competed as a contestant on the show during a celebrity Wheel of Fortune night. So maybe Vanna White will become the host. Maybe Maggie Sajak. We'll see. But uh, a secret of this industry, or maybe not a secret, being a game show host is one of the best gigs in television. And that is because they usually tape a bunch of shows in one day. So for most shows, you do not wind up working five days a week, not even close. All right, I'm from Axios. Throw on your bell bottoms, grab some Dunkaroos and your Tamagotchi and rollerblade over to the movie theater to catch The Little Mermaid or another new retro film. This is shaping up as the summer of nostalgia from the upcoming Barbie movie to a purple McDonald's milkshake honoring Grimace's 52nd birthday. Throwback products and entertainment are huge this year. The Gen Zers and millennials who marketers call kid-ults, K-I-D-U-L-T-S, are indulging in foods, fashions, and movie franchises that remind them of childhood. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, and Indiana Jones will all be out on the big screen this summer. Barbies and Hot Wheels are flying off the shelves. Time now for On This Day in History. On this day, June 13th in 1942, a four-man Nazi sabotage team arrived on Long Island, New York, three days before a second four-man team landed in Florida. All eight men were arrested after two members of the first group defected, but it led President Franklin Roosevelt to create the Office of Strategic Services, which was the predecessor to the CIA. 
On this day in 1967, Thurgood Marshall was nominated as Justice to the Supreme Court by President Lyndon Johnson. He became the court's first African-American member. On this day in 1971, the New York Times started to publish the Pentagon Papers, a series of articles based on a secret government study of the U.S. role in Vietnam over a couple decades. They indicated that government officials deceived the Congress and public regarding the Vietnam War. The papers added to the growing opposition to the Vietnam War. And before we go, as promised, a surprise guest. If you've ever listened to this podcast to the very end, you'll hear the very sweet voice of my four-year-old daughter, Alex, thanking everyone for listening. Well, today, here she is. Hi, Alex. Hi. Alex, do you have anything exciting going on this week? Yeah. I have my graduation coming up. And on that graduation day, my mommy has her birthday. How old is mommy? Uh, I don't know yet, but I'm going to guess. 19? 19? Yeah. Oh, I wish I was 19. Nope. I'll take it. Okay, Alex, anything else you want to tell everybody? No, you take it away. <laughs> okay, everybody, a big thank you for listening to the Mo News Podcast. Please follow us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Review us in the App Store so we can continue to grow. Give us a call, 1-800-711-MOSH, that's M-O-S-H. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, at MOSH, M-O-S-H-E-H. Everyone have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Mo News Premium Podcast. (laughs) This isn't the premium feed, this is the regular feed. So it's just... Thank you for listening to the Mo News Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Alex and Mommy Podcast. (laughs) All right, Mo, you better hurry back. Alex is looking for your job. All right, bye, everybody. Have a great day. Bye.